0: You and oh, me, yes, we're for free, freeze. so come on, oh, down. come on down. Just, Just me, me and you know what to do, so, to so, come, do. On so come on down. It's you and
1: me, and me and you. All <laughs> oh, the places we
0: saw. Welcome to Entry-Level Adults, I'm Taz, host and resident Entry-Level Adult, and this is the show where my guests and I query the terms and conditions of what it means to be grown up. And today I am joined by... Hi, I'm Akua. This is a quick disclaimer to let you know that Akua also goes by Bev, which is why you will hear me saying Bev for 99.9% of this episode. Nice Um... Nice to meet you
1: nice to meet you too um, this is not the first I'm time we've met. I don't
0: know why I said that <laughs> how's it going it's going okay I mm-hmm. just told
1: um Taz and now everyone here that I handed in my notice moving on up
0: moving what on Can I say I'm very proud of you so we're going to find out more about you in a moment but mm-hmm. before we do that let's I guess let's dive straight into our first segment yes which is
1: parental guidance. Mm -hmm.
0: And this is where we're going to be dissecting pieces of questionable advice given to us from aunties, parents, people in the supermarket. You know, those people that always have something to say. Mm. Yeah. We'll also be debunking those like family fables or the things that you thought were like standard across the board, but then you left your household and realized that not everyone (laughs) does that
1: hmm the first thing that came to mind actually when you were reading the questions because I'd read this before and I was a bit I was a bit like oh reading it again mm. taking things with your left hand
0: taking uh-huh oh that's like a cultural thing yeah. yeah yeah you were taught not to do that
1: I was always taught not to do that because everybody was like left-handed people are terrible da-da-da-da-da. and then you meet not- your friends that are left-handed yeah <laughs> At least where my family's from. They mm. say the left hand, you use that to wipe your ass. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's the same reason that we we, we were taught it as well. Like, yeah, don't, take, so like, like, don't really give be... money with your left hand. That's it. Don't yeah. give
1: anything with your left hand. So you mm-hmm. shouldn't really be greeting people, <laughs> or so taking ass. things with your to-do hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately. Picking money off the floor. Because not... somebody's going to try and use witchcraft or whatever. For that money. Mm, As in, like, they'll plant the money there. You boo-boo the fool thinks, ooh, yeah, free tenner. Meanwhile. (laughs) (laughs) Now you turn into a yam or a cat (laughs) or a goat. If we're finding things, we have to pray over them first.
0: But, like, picking up money, surely, I don't know, you find it, you spend it, what harm can that do?
1: You see, it's a very, very odd superstition. Mm. Another thing is,
0: like, accepting
1: gifts Mm -hmm. from certain people um my parents were always like very cautious over who they accepted gifts from really yeah so like if someone gifted something to you but you know they got like that evil eye on them (laughs) you never accept the gift
0: not the protective evil eye the evil
1: evil eye evil evil eye Mm -hmm. um but you can give the gift away which is interesting i
0: was gonna say how do you decline a gift
1: that's the thing. So, like, you can accept the gift, but you yourself don't use whatever gift they gave you because mm. if it was going to do something bad to you, it's only going to affect you. It's not going to affect the person you give oh, it to.
0: Oh, okay. So, you're, yeah, that's cool.
1: But you're still gifting someone a re gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of rude. <laughs> mm. And then we're talking about the other things that we do, like, culturally, there was a talk mm. of hygiene.
1: Yes, within the Black community. Mm. We are very, very hygienic people, I would say. We like to heavily exfoliate our skin with what I call it a sapo, which is like that netted sponge. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, the loose one, right? Yes, okay, I use the not loose one.
1: Oh, okay, the bald one. yeah, yeah so we're we're into the heavy exfoliants.
0: It's just no hands <laughs> this That's is the, it yeah.
1: It might be a 17 in one, it might be a 24 in one, either way, you use it on your body, mm-hmm. you scrub it, you come out clean. And unfortunately, it's not universal across that's, the board.
0: That's so interesting to me. That's genuinely interesting to me.
1: Mm. You know, because, I had,
0: like I know, go on, go on. I was, I was gonna say, when you find out that someone doesn't do that, you also like you <laughs> have to you have to control your level of surprise. <laughs> you know <laughs> you can't be like, You're just like
1: care <laughs> you know what? you can't be, yeah and then the question that follows is so how do you wash them <laughs> because okay, it's not making sense to me how you can not use an exfoliant to wash your body because i've had arguments with people about this where mm. I was told by a specific demographic that I simply took showering way too seriously. That's a statement I've never heard (laughs) in my life. Like it's an Olympic sport. No, it's necessary. (laughs) The flora that's on my skin can always grow back. Precisely. Precisely. But everybody needs to wash their armpits
0: and their crotch. And their legs. And their legs. The water won't get it. With intention. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't Passion think about that I didn't think about hygiene as a, a cultural thing definitely
1: a cultural thing
0: it makes sense to see how that's also passed down because our parents got on to us about making sure we were washed properly mm-hmm. and our counterparts that aren't doing the same aren't going to be guiding let's say guiding
1: mm. the
0: hygiene regimens of those they care about you, you don't like check back in that your kid is showering properly you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i mean you just kind you of leave them draws to it me to. Mm. i don't know if you've ever
1: heard this but there was this am i the asshole mm-hmm. where Love. um <laughs> this couple had a child <laughs> they were co-parenting mm. so when the child is with his mum, he showers mm. but when the child is with his dad he refuses to shower because he's learned that His dad, there's like a feedback loop where they formed. He refuses to shower. His dad is like, oh my gosh, you smell so bad. Mm. Please shower. I will pay you for it. So because of that, he's literally like, oh, okay. If I can finesse one parent for money, I'm going to finesse them both. Yeah. So now both parents were like, um, the mom (laughs) was like, you're paying our son to (laughs) wash. This is something he should be doing. I don't understand. Now both of them are being hustled out of their money because they've got a stinky son and nobody can bear his
0: smell. He's refusing to take showers (laughs) unless they pay him. And it's just like, at what point, like, how stinky
1: do you have to be, firstly, for someone to literally pay you daily to bath? And I think that's a testament of, like, the lack of skill this child has been taught as to how to wash themselves.
0: on a daily basis, you should <laughs> not be smelling that bad already. It's an incredible AITA. If I, right, if I, I it, love send those. It to you. I love those. I saw one. What was it saying? It was about, um, what was the one I saw? Okay, I can't remember. Anyway, we'll, we'll find some more another time. We'll come back. We will circle back to the AITA's. Is that us rounding off parental guidance?
1: I think so.
0: Let's dive into... Segment number two, which is called
1: Adulting in Motion,
0: which is where we are going to talk about your experiences of adulthood so far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How's the adulting train been so far? It has been something. It's mm. been summer.
1: <laughs> I think it's been a very interesting journey because it's also the first time I'm adulting and it's not in my uni city. hmm it's the first time I'm doing it where I don't have a commitment to my education first and foremost like your free roam just f- yeah I have to have a job to have money
0: mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm.
1: I, it's not student finance checks in every term and says here's some money you yeah know, enjoy yeah. so like you're really having to balance everything because I you did undergrad
0: living- and a master's like really close together right
1: yeah, yeah, left left the undergrad and went straight into the masters. And upon looking back at the experience, I probably wouldn't have gone straight into the masters, but that's mm. a story for another day. I definitely think if you're in a mind space and you have a space that facilitates like a conducive, positive adulting experience, mm. it makes adulting a whole lot easier.
0: What factors would you say contribute to that? Um, I'd say...
1: I think it's necessary. I mean, we were just saying before we started recording, but I think it's necessary for everybody to like live out from home once yeah. they're done with university. Mm-hmm. Because going into university and coming out of university with two completely different people. I think it's so important for people to have their own space. And I think I, I really savour having my own space because I didn't have my own space until I went to uni. So yeah. I always shared a room. Mm-hmm. So I think that in itself like strongly contributes to like having that positive adult like environment just like a space for you and like no one else yeah. it's your sanctuary
0: mm-hmm. if
1: you can if you can afford it and if not it's how do you facilitate having a space and living well within your means like what can you do and tapping into like networks of friends who can like point you in the right direction so you have a space or at least a safe space outside of the place you call your home
0: I guess it's just proving to be a fact because even when I spoke to Alicia, but she also spoke about the importance of moving out and just see yeah, how necessary that is for your growth and development. I'm also not at home, so I can't really mm. speak to like the feeling or the, the feeling of having that need right now. But um yeah, it is something to consider. And like we were saying before, we are from London. And so the Thought of moving out when your family's already in London can be quite difficult, like quite a difficult decision to make because we both live in really like good locations and it's a toss-up sometimes.
1: It is. Um, because I feel like especially coming from like like we both come from like black African families. Mm. There's that kind of like immigrant guilt. I don't know if you feel that as well, but it's like you feel guilty for not spending time with your family because the family unit has always been solid, whether that's like by virtue of like your nuclear family or having like chosen family in forms of like aunties and uncles and and now that you've removed yourself from that situation it's kind of like oh well this is what I've always known and I kind of feel bad from like not actively participating in that but at the same time you have every right to explore Mm. forming and forging relationships and beyond
0: that yeah yeah I mean I'd definitely say I don't have that guilt because I've been gone for three years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just took my deuces up and jumped on a plane um but no I, I understand what you mean i understand where you're coming from but no i think it's important to free yourself from that and i don't i'd like to think that your family or whoever else wouldn't hold you to expect you to feel bad for leaving and mm. doing errands yeah thing. i
1: think it's it's more of a guilt of like you know you see your your family members are up to stuff and you're like oh i would be there but mm. i've chosen to move out
0: yeah, yeah it's but, really interesting especially when you're not that far away it's like you could be there I guess mm, like I could mm, come around for dinner every night mm, but, I'm but like, yeah, not to. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the same feeling I got when I went to university I was kind of like wait so life just doesn't stop when I'm not there yeah you guys are doing things yeah how
0: yeah without
1: me mm-hmm. no yeah. life comes
0: at you fast So that's housing. How do you spend your time? What do you do? What do you do for work?
1: So for work, I'm like a community engagement officer. Mm -hmm. I work a lot with churches, faith groups and like schools. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with leaders in those communities to enact Positive and tangible change Mm -hmm. in whatever sphere of life that they have an issue with. We Mm. dish out advice, but we also like support leaders and potential leaders to kind of find the strength to carry out a lot of that activism by themselves.
0: This is Um, the company that we've been referring to as "We Got Y'all." Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we got (laughs) y'all. We got y'all. If you watch Insecure, you know what we're talking about. Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. Is it an African thing? A black parent thing? I don't know. Parents,
1: I I know what you're going to (laughs) say.
0: Our Our parents not (laughs) listening. Our parents not listening when the film says it's for 18-year-olds or when the film says it's for 15-year-olds. Why is my seven-year-old ass in the room?
1: (laughs) They're not listening.
0: Like, I cannot get over how many things that I'm, I've been scarred by. Then, like genuinely, I saw a tweet the other day, I was like, which of these fictional deaths traumatise you the most? And mine was G-Baby from Hardball, which is just oh. like random Keanu Reeves film. But I remember seeing when I was about six and he just gets shot at point blank. And I didn't need to see that. At all. And The Passion of the Christ, I didn't need to see that. The Passion of the Christ scared me to Jesus.
1: <laughs> I was just like, why would you do that to I'm- a man? I was it like, was am, I
0: terrifying. To, am I meant to go to bed after seeing this? It was, that was terrifying. That was Too wild. Well acted. That was like, to be fair, though, I was thinking, if my mum had told me to leave them, I probably would have said no.
1: But, mm. like,
0: that's, yeah, that's a lot. Parental guidance, but, like, not really. Mm. <laughs> not really. Burly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. goodness. Okay, so what do you do for fun? What, what do you get up to... In your free time. That's fun.
1: Mm. I mean, I work three days a week. So mm-hmm. a lot of the time I spend, I go for walks. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who enjoys the gym and mm-hmm. I rarely do exercise in a fixed location. Mm-hmm. Um, hate working out. It's mm-hmm. not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy exercise in other forms. So if mm-hmm. I was to go dancing or like do judo, great, fun. Um, so yeah, I will go on a walk Well, I'll go visit home. Mm -hmm. um I've taken up painting again so I've been trying to paint some landscapes Mm. and some portraits
0: yeah Um, you're good at painting you're one of those people that can paint well and I'm just like I don't know how you do that
1: (laughs) thank you I like I haven't painted since what she's so I really try to like tap into it now that I just have the time and have the space to -hmm. to, and you started painting as well
0: yeah I started painting I started painting with gouache like I love Mm. the texture and like everything that you can do with it and it's just fun Mm, you mm, know mm. and very rarely do I allow myself the the space to do things just for fun so in Mm. taking up painting I'm just like oh wow like I can relax and just do this which is really nice right it's so nice
1: and it's just like obviously you're focusing on something but once your brain and your your hand um, just connect, like you kind of do it absent-mindedly even though mm. you're focusing yeah yeah uh, it's kind of hard to explain but it just
0: it just works i hear that i hear that so you've been painting What about socially it's london saying
1: nothing much because we're still in a
0: pandemic
1: yeah that's true unfortunately i mean i went up to edinburgh with a couple of friends when like connected by other friends and my friend's uni friend and that was such a good shout um Mm. it was just so nice to be surrounded by like a collective of like black women slash black femmes
0: Mm. and
1: be in an environment that kind of like I laughed as much as I did in secondary school it was just nice I think where I was in Edinburgh so Mm. I went to Edinburgh for my undergrad I was spoiled because it was the first time I was like living in a city but had the abundance of nature present.
0: Mm, It's beautiful yeah. In a
1: city because like I wasn't too far from the beach, I wasn't too far from like a hill landscape, I wasn't too far from like a forest, I wasn't too far from greenery Mm. and to some extent I didn't utilize it to the best of my capacity because Mm. now I'm just so in love with surrounding myself with nature and greenery and i Mm -hmm. had all of that but i just didn't take advantage of it i kind of neglected that opportunity being in edinburgh and i just feel like having lived in that city for i guess the best part of four years
0: yeah
1: and just coming back to london i'm Mm -hmm. just like you can't be happy surrounded by concrete all the time
0: i feel like you're, you're um foreshadowing something or you're telling me to like make the most of the nature that is around me right now please do yeah I'm, t- I'm gonna definitely spend some more time in the in the nature thank you for that okay so who is playing a young you in the biopic of your life
1: oh I just don't let them be white don't let the history books <laughs> tell, tell you I was white don't let the history books tell you I was light-skinned You can't. <laughs> those are my two requests
0: so no, Zoe Saldana no, no, Halle Berry.
1: No, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> okay. What about like now? Okay, at like a at a prime almost 20. It should better in a few days. Yeah. In like three yeah, days, yeah. four days. Oh my goodness, I just realized. Okay. Who's playing you at yes. 20 at 25? Who's
1: playing? So there's this actress. Mm. Um, I can't, can't remember what's her name. I'm trying to remember what she's in. I think something lovey or Lovey, is that her name? Is she young? Yeah. Oh, the
0: girl from uh Greenpeace? Green Yes, Green, yeah, it, not Greenpeace, Green Peace, Green Green Leaf, yeah. Green There learn. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green leaf. Oh she's yeah. my
1: Ghanaian sister. Yeah, so that would be good. I'd be happy for her to play me. That would be really
0: good. I can see that. She can do that. And then what about but she looks quite young? What about let's say I am thinking a, a ripe 35? Who who have we got?
1: Oh so have you seen that fake Jordan Peele TV show that's on Amazon Prime? I
0: refuse to watch it. That looks like violence. It looks like the most... The most like egregious, violent, awful thing.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm. the actor who plays the mum... Oh, so it's not Lupita? Think, no, it's Deborah Ayorinde. She would have to play me. Um, you know, in the She's Got to Have It yeah. um, remake on netflix
0: um what's her name um is it the wonder wise yeah yeah she can play me she's gorgeous but I feel like she gets put in really bad roles I mean I've only seen her in in she's gotta have it and then in that netflix film have you seen someone great
1: no I haven't but I'm gonna watch it because
0: you told me she's in it it's her and um ugly betty um and then some a white lady I don't know who but um yeah, it's just like one of those really corny films. I'm like, The Wonderwise definitely has the range to do more than that, but again, mm-hmm. I don't know her filmography. Um, she needs a better agent. She she needs a better agent. Fire her agent. We'll get her in some <laughs> more movies. Okay, so we've got um, we said The Wise, Lovey, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Let's do. Oh, I get Deborah. Ayurinde, Deborah, Deborah Ayinde. was she? And she's in. Yeah.
1: Them. she's in them. Yeah.
0: I just, I feel like a lot of these shows just don't sit well with me. Like they're just not good for the soul. At all. Black violence is what sells and I hate it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see black people getting hurt.
1: Mm. I'm, a good,
0: I'm, I'm all right. I am all right. But yeah, so that's your, um, that's your biopic, your biopic choices.
1: Yes, my Yeah, I haven't picked the older me. I feel like given that it has to
0: be Viola. Viola, I knew it, of course. Of course. It has to be. She's incredible. Mm, Did we ever? Yes, absolutely. Or I would, or um, oh, I feel bad. I was gonna say Dr. Ivelini. Um (laughs) Octavia Spencer. Spencer. I was gonna say Octavia Butler. Octavia Spencer. (laughs) You you know, know I was thinking about the other day. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about do you remember the Disney Channel games? Oh, like those Disney Channel.
1: I would have sold my kidney to be there.
0: <laughs> I was, I was,
1: I was such a Disney kid. It's oh yes. embarrassing. On oh, no, the same, I'm not proud of it. We were Disney diehards because I remember there was a trip we went on in year eight, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like the day we were returning, mm-hmm. they were debuting Camp Rock. <gasps> uh
0: huh.
1: And everybody was trying to run home.
0: I remember to make this. sure. They could watch Camp Rock. I remember this. Oh my goodness. I also have like, oh my goodness, we were so embarrassing. We were like Googling. <laughs> we were Googling um, in oh, ICT. No, we were trying to find out where someone lived. <laughs> oh my gosh, do you remember when well, we found um Jake's? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> we
1: called him. And we left him a voicemail <laughs> waiting for him to call us.
0: Why did we think that? Why did we do that? Mm. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. I feel like that was my favourite. Okay, what was your favourite Disney Channel show? Oh, it has to be That's a Raven. Yeah? It has
1: to be. Because her her fashion influences, I think the way Raven dresses, Mm -hmm. subconsciously, like with the flares, the shirts, the jackets, Mm. it's my style now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure.
1: And what Raven did the, the influence she had on my life.
0: Yeah, that's true. That also that was really powerful imagery to see when we were growing up.
1: Honorary shout out for Devon, because Devon, oh, oh my god, it's so fine. I'll be love- looking for Devon for the rest of my
0: life. Devon was cool. Yeah. But what did you say yours was? Wizards. Wizards Place oh, to Wizards, the, the grave. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know why I was so obsessed with that show, but I was obsessed with that show. Wizards was do you Uh know what honorary
1: shout out i guess to add to my list wizards Mm. um sunny with a chance i didn't like love sunny with a chance
0: although can i tell Um, you something that i thought the other day (laughs) everyone's talking about the cdc Mm -hmm. don't you remember cdc from sunny with a chance chad dylan cooper (laughs) (laughs) and he'd be like cdc what it do (laughs) so whenever someone's like cdc in my head i'm like cdc what it do
1: Oh, Meanwhile they're just like There's a new variant <laughs> and like, In your head you're like CDC what do you do <laughs> <laughs> Disney made me I'm sorry Honestly And then Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie I just McGuire loved here. How yeah. mm. It was white suburbia Like Ethan Kraft was just The hottie mctotti Sorry I just got a text from NHS Test and trace uh, They're like oh so basically I got a notification that I had to quarantine now, so I'm. Um, no, I got it a couple of days ago. Mm. Yeah, but it's so rubbish because apparently I came into contact with someone on the fifth of July, mm. and I only got the notification to stay home on the tenth of July. So mm. there were five days
0: that I bet I did, you were just no, out there. Really You know who we forgot to give an honorary mention to? Who? Sweet Life was like in Cody. Oh,
1: no, Sweet Life was my shit.
0: Sweet Life. That was theme tune. Here I am in your life. Here you are in mine. You are in mine. Yes, yes we, we have the sweet life. life. Most of the time. You've been waiting all for me, so come on so down. Come on down. Just, Just me ready. and you know what to do. So, to so come, come on down. Go do. so on. Down. It's you and me. And me and you. All <laughs> <You're> the way stars. <laughs> oh, awesome. awesome. This is the sweet life. Pull up. I could talk about sweet life for ages, but we're not going to do that. But no. that was our, that was a little a little Disney diversion. So let's slide over into segment three, which is called
1: Legends, Myths, and the Chamber of Plot Twists,
0: which is Ooh. where we are just getting into the random curveballs. Yeah, you know when life just like just throws you a ball and you they didn't say think fast. Really. Um,
1: that's a good one. I'd mm. say. Friendship breakouts and mm-hmm. like friendship dissolutions. Mm, okay, breakouts, mm-hmm. breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, because naturally, I mean, we made friends in a very weird, hyper concentrated micro environment of life, mm-hmm. and after university, that doesn't exist anymore. You know, everybody goes, moves on,
0: mm-hmm. um, their separate
1: lives. Yeah, live separate lives and then the friends that you do decide to keep with you sometimes you might fall out with but like mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships and relationship discussions in a very like public or social psyche kind of ways or way we contextualize relationships it's only ever from a romantic standpoint
0: like- I was having this conversation yesterday with my friend and I the post I sent her was We need to break down this. Let me, let me get it up right now. It says, I guess this is like, this relates to what you were saying the post I sent her. It says friendship versus romance is a binary. You can release if you want to more queering of relational space. We have more than just two options, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just speaking to like intimacy and relationships, looking how we've got them framed out, but no, as you were saying, um, yeah. Taking stock of your relationships and allowing them to manifest in the ways that you want them to.
1: Mm. that quote actually does speak volumes and kind of summarizes it in a better way than I tried to because I completely butchered my thought process
0: I know I think it's really interesting like I think about this all the time because of obviously the pedestal that people put their romantic partners on one or mm. however many you have um and I think as I, I think with my African mind, sometimes, I think, like, in an African way, like, community is so important. Like, all of those aunties aren't your aunties. They're our mum's friends that they've just been around for, you know? Yeah. They're just always there somehow. Mm-mm. But then I don't know. I also think that the nature of, of a lot of, like, the marriages from our parents' generation, those relationships didn't take shape in the way that we form relationships. would want them
1: to, at know? all, <laughs> at all.
0: Yeah. I find, I find...
1: I guess, the, the blueprint that they use to be very archaic.
0: And mm. I think that's
1: also because... Necessity? Yeah. Mm. We, like, <laughs> the world we live in has changed so much so that you don't need a marriage to accommodate your success in life. How long ago? It, was, it wasn't in up until the, the late 60s or, like, early 80s where you couldn't open a bank account without your husband being a co-signatory. That like marriage was a business mm-hmm. and now I can do everything by myself about the need for that like I just don't think marriage or like relationships have to form in that way yeah if we're, if we're looking at it from a very simplistic mm-hmm. I guess viewpoint yeah um and I think because I'm doing a lot of work to decentralize men from like the sequelae of my life from what of your life from the sequelae of my life like mm-hmm if this follows then this follows like if mm-hmm. I get in a relationship then I get married and then mm-hmm. I have a baby and then I buy a house and like the fact that men are no longer like I mean they were never the prime factor in that equation but the fact that I no longer seek to have that kind of change and also I'm someone who doesn't really want to be married mm-hmm. yeah I don't really want to get married
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not a fan of marriage or the institution
0: institutional yeah so like definitely looking at the way that our relationships take place and like where we place our value in relationships. And mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting and important because obviously not from a judgmental place, because I can understand how and why people prioritize their partners over their friends. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I function in that way.
1: I don't think so either
0: because I think that
1: stems from the fact that the love I've experienced in platonic relationships and the relationship I have with my friends has been the best form of love I've ever experienced mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the idea of prioritizing romantic love which in most of my cases hasn't come anywhere close to mm-hmm. the platonic the platonic love I have felt yeah and I know that I'm capable of receiving mm. but I wouldn't want to prioritize my partner over my friends
0: but I'm not too sure because I understand that, yes, you probably, you will spend more time with your partner. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that per se, but I just think it's the way that our brains are wired um, with regards to how mm-hmm. we approach romance. But so friendship breakups, let's go back to that because I think that's really, yeah. really interesting. It's interesting because a lot of my friendships are like the way that we're friends. We've been friends for over, te- te- over 10 years. Um, that is wild. Yeah, and so then, like 11 years. We've been friends for 11 years by choice. Mm. More than friends, family. Like mm, I, mm. I would never call you my friend. Yeah. At this point. And so then it's like, I don't, I think that's another thing. Okay, let me make this make sense. I our kind of relationship or the relationships that I have with the a lot of my relationships are like the relationship we have. And that mm. sets the, the the standard for how I like my friendships to be. Mm -hmm. and how I like to treat Mm -hmm. people and just how I like to Mm feel around people so if Mm -hmm. I give things a chance but if eventually it comes to the point I'm like oh this isn't it's this isn't that Mm -hmm. it's okay for it to be like a like a a tentative friendship but it's not like oh this Mm -hmm. isn't like family
1: um and yeah to build on that like where you were talking about like the position of your friendship at that period in time Mm reason season lifetime we exactly. say that all the time mm-hmm. some friends are meant to be lifelong friends mm-hmm. some friends are there for this season
0: mm-hmm.
1: like there's a season of your life where at this point in time you were a very specific person and mm-hmm. also they were a specific person and Absolutely. together you were great people mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to extend beyond the point of where that worked yeah and also that's okay it's okay to have fleeting friendships
0: yeah now um, if you're only having
1: fleeting friendships it's a cause of concern it's a
0: cause
1: for concern for sure, yeah <laughs> yeah but it's okay to have fleeting friendships and it's also okay for friends to come back mm-hmm. and be seasonal friends and not mm-hmm. just a season as well as we're going through seasons of our lives like mm. we're not the only people alive like yeah. other people are going through Everyone seasons is, of their life yeah, as well.
0: Yeah. we are um, also just like background actors and other people <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Really and truly.
0: You are just man on train in someone else's movie. <laughs> really and truly, like
1: an NPC. Like you're just mm-hmm. the person who they see walking down the road every yep. day at
0: the same time. You are a golly dang extra.
1: I remember you were saying, um you brought it back to that quote. Mm. That, oh. that quote is like, honestly, that's something like, once I reach my highest level of like enlightenment i'm probably gonna like tattoo it on
0: my leg or something let me send it to you now appreciate it um but yeah it says friendship versus romance is a binary that you can release if you want to and i think that's so true because i was even thinking about because uh, I, I was having a conversation about that last night about it mm-hmm. last night um i was thinking about how then we need to i mean it exists i'm not make it sounds like i'm almost trying to act like these notions aren't out there but the the disparity between romance and sexuality as well because I Mm. think that you can definitely have romance in your friendships of course you can you know what I mean one person that I follow on Instagram she then like took a screen grab of this and she was like come on guys she's not telling us that you need to be having sex with your friends like expand your brains like think a bit. think think about it a little bit harder Um, yeah like at this
1: point people aren't using critical thought not one bit
0: not are just saying
1: things to be inflammatory because yeah. why would you take something like that and assume that means go and sleep with your friend?
0: Because I guess romance and sex are tied up in one for a lot of people, mm. um, which is understandable, but I feel like it's definitely important to um separate the two again even further.
1: Mm. So I feel like where there's been like an intentional falling out, mm-hmm. it is. I I won't lie and say it's easy because it's really hard Mm -hmm. because depending on how you form that relationship like with a lot of friends your friends then become your chosen family yeah and it's kind of like okay you're now you're now breaking up with family Mm -hmm. um in more recent days where I have had a friendship breakup that hurt me more than any like other like Breakdown of a romantic relationship. Yeah, Um, and I think a big part of that is because you've always been told how to deal with
0: a breakdown of a romantic relationship.
1: Like with friends, like with romantic relationships, it's. uh, I mean, I don't even know how to either qualify or quantify what it means or how it looks like to have a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that, finding the fact that someone's always there for you, Mm -hmm. but all but I guess could also gratify you in ways that, you know, you need to be gratified. Mm-hmm. But with a friendship, it's like they know you and you know them and you're coexisting and you're choosing to coexist together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's like a, I don't even know. I don't even know how to put friendships into words because they, it just is. And so now the idea of removing someone who just is always in your life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And is no longer a person who just is. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: is now somebody who was.
0: Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Somebody.
1: That part. Gautier. Gautier.
0: He was was a real one-hit wonder. But he gave us a good hit. He gave us a big hit. He gave us a good hit. Oh, But that's true. Just because you enter... Um, do you I don't know but in a romantic relationship there's always a possibility of breaking up there's always the possibility mm, of mm, getting a divorce yeah. Prenup yeah. but like like we said like in a friendship I mean I don't enter my friendships with the like a, a finish line in sight you know mm. but then maybe it's because there is no um there are no tears you know, mm, mm. whereas like with there are there are no goals or milestones that you need to reach. Whereas like you're dating and then you're gonna get married and then like you need mm. to climb and climb and climb. Whereas like with a friend, it's different. But then I'm thinking about whether or not that's just na- that's just true to the nature of the friendship as well. Yeah,
1: and I mean the last time we spoke, we also spoke about like you know the different levels of friendship mm. um, in Arabic.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The like twelve tenets of friendship, something like that. Yeah, yeah. With every
1: level, though, there is like this level of intimacy, mm-hmm. and it's. I think it's also hard to undo intimacy because that also forms part of your experience and your lived experience. So it's just yeah. like, how do you control Zed? Mm-hmm. You know that 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 makes you your essence. How do you yeah. how do
0: you reverse that? Mm-hmm. Do I don't con- think
1: there is a way.
0: control the, Controls that the vulnerability.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then you've, like, uh, like if we use Harry Potter as an example, it's kind of like making a horcrux crux of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're, lo- you're making loads of little whore cruxes, and with each one, you become more and more vulnerable because mm-hmm. you're giving. I mean, you're, you're willingly giving away part of yourself, but like you're sharing that with someone.
0: And I think that's quite interesting because I, as I get older, my friendships become a lot more serious, not more serious, but I've, I've always valued my friends, but in Mm. more recent times I've valued them so much. And like, I'm just like, I owe much of my existence and my life to my friends in ways that like, even times like we've picked each other up off the ground you know like you know like just like things that like it. even it makes me feel sick to think that like we were just once like the situations that we've had to help each other through I'm like I would not have been able to get through that by myself Mm. all those years ago Mm. or whenever you know and so yeah imagine then something happened and it's just like whoa I owe my life to you yeah how can you not how could wait like how could I even imagine a future without you when I'm here because of you right
1: like we are some of our parts Mm mm-hmm where Mm. some of our experiences
0: yeah but yeah okay so that was us talking about friendship breakups um they are painful Mm. and it's just like I don't know in the way that we're talking about getting back together we said that they can I feel like a lot of adulthood has to do with not swallowing your pride but acknowledging I saw something else today I've been seeing all these like Instagram posts from psychologists that have mm, things that i like love the pseudo-psychologists <laughs> love them all i'm like yes they go exactly. straight <laughs> into my and Tina,
1: I'm like, I'm gonna repost.
0: seriously seriously well, but, an enlightenment.
1: honestly
0: <laughs> but this said um the recognition of one truth does not negate the myriad of other truths in perceived opposition
1: which is so true like mm. both things can be true absolutely taz think about the amount of time we have spent together mm. That is true, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were to condense down the time into, like, months, if not years, it's probably been, out of our 11 years, maybe three years back to Just back, back to back. People, people aren't willing to do that legwork, they're not.
0: But I, feel, I guess it requires different things from relationship to relationship,
1: from mm. friendship to
0: friendship, but... Mm. there's no space for being selfish it's all about if Mm. I have seven carrots and I only need one I'm going to give away the other six it's not even because I want you to give it to me when you have six and Mm. I have none it's just Mm. this constant flow Mm. it's
1: if Taz has carrots we
0: have carrots we have carrots if I have carrots we We are going orange (laughs) (laughs) you know we have carrots (laughs) call us bunnies Who's Taz? Plain so we, and simple. we should. We need to make like an African math paper. <laughs> hey. I'm like that's not the correct answer. <laughs> if Taz has seven but, carrots and Beth has zero, how many carrots do they have together? They have fourteen.
1: <laughs> they have fourteen because everything is double double. <laughs> we
0: multiply.
1: <laughs> everything is double double. Yeah. Imagine I like I an African.
0: Him like a pan-African school where, like, mm. all the lessons are infused with some pan-Africanism, you know? I, I mean, that
1: sounds like Dr. Uma's wet dream.
0: <laughs> but it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, we're talking about Africanness and um, holding space for friends in an African way, and I think that it's only when I... Not just African, let's say um, non-white.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: I guess, pe- like, peers... People other children... of yeah, other, other, like... Friends who have immigrant parents, mm. not always, but like African cultures, a lot of my friends have African parents and Asian parents. Most of my friends have African parents or Asian parents, um, mm. and I feel like there's a similar holding of space, similar community mm. values, and so we kind of navigate family, family, friendship similarly. Mm-hmm. But then in leaving that space or making friends or being around people who. Aren't who weren't raised in similar? It's that line of that Frank Ocean song: "Wish we'd grown up on the same advice." That's not the tune, Mm. but you know what I'm saying? It's like,
1: yeah, like when
0: it comes down to it, fundamentally, we are just so different, and it's nobody's lesson to teach anyone. It's not. Although sometimes I'm like, I wish I feel like it's a good thing to do that, but I'm like, I can't make you African because half of the experience wasn't fun. Like it wasn't.
1: I mean, I mean, immigrant parents trying to survive. I mean look at the time they came to the UK mm-hmm. in the early 90s mm-hmm. it's not easy it's not easy. it's not easy so it was a lot of pressure but mm-hmm. barring that the positives it's not our job to teach mm-hmm. because irrespective of, of whether you grew up in a community mm-hmm. there are certain things morality should guide you towards but this is this is just assuming people are tapped into morality spirituality etc mm-hmm. etc but Irrespective of whether I've grown up in a community that tells me or shows me why it's inherently good
0: oh, but to no, share for the
1: better, that, that's not.
0: But that is not a thing. That is not a universal truth.
1: Which is sad. But you would think morality would guide people to understand those basic principles, no? So
0: then, I guess it's what you said about morality not being a thing for everyone. Because although we were like raised in that mm. environment, other people not is really loud. Like it happens, and you're like,
1: I mean. I work at We Got You so I don't even know why I'm trying to justify. It.
0: It's it's just I think it's really interesting. It's really mm. like you, just the values that we were brought up with, how much of an impact they have on the way that we treat not the way we treat others. That's literally why we're raised in certain ways and so we go forth in a certain way. Okay, let's let's dive into our final segment, which mm. is called
1: Terms and Conditions apply.
0: Picture this. The adult experience can now be bought at a reasonable price at all good retailers. It's a month mm-hmm. before product launch, and your job is to write this small print that no one dares to read, but definitely ought to before trying it out. What are you writing? So your it's, it's your warning, it's your side effects may include... Can I price it at a ridiculous
1: amount as well?
0: You can, you can set the price.
1: I want to set it at a million dollars because... Actually, that's really unfair to adulthood because I think adulthood is beautiful. I'd say it's cool, but approach with caution. Because I think that when we were young, we we were wanting to be 18. Then we wanted to be 21. By 25, for me, when I was younger, I thought, yeah, that's when I'm a, a bona fide adult. Like I'll have a car <laughs> yeah. and a house and mm, I'm 25 mm. in four days. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on a couch that was given to me for free. For <laughs> oh, free. But it's a comfy couch. It's a comfy couch, though. It's a very comfy couch. Mm-hmm. So I say approach with caution because there's no need to rush the life thing. It's and approach I with it caution. And try to add that much
0: mm-hmm. to
1: deter people from wanting to rush into it. Because I don't think you should rush into any element of your life. I think you should really take the time to enjoy what's at play
0: the timeline is only so long the track is only so you don't need to sprint to the end
1: because Mm. once you're there you can't go back yeah um and it also reminds me of have you ever read the alchemist i have read the alchemist um do you remember there's a like a story that's given in the book and he gives i think he gives santiago an egg and a spoon and he asks him to like walk down a corridor holding the egg and a spoon and tells him to make sure it doesn't drop and then he reaches the end of the it's like you know what it's either that or it's manuscript found in a craft but I know that it's by Paolo Mm Coelho. and at the end of the corridor someone asks him so what did you see Mm -hmm. and he said I didn't see anything because I was so focused on holding the egg and a spoon and making sure it didn't break Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then he says go back and look at, at what you saw at what you didn't see when you were holding the egg in a spoon yeah and it's so beautiful like the most beautiful room he's ever seen filled sort of art and and like something that he couldn't even explain in the words that humanity has put together in the language we speak yeah couldn't explain how beautiful it is mm-hmm. and for me that's an analogy for when you rush life you don't get to stop and awe and wonder. You don't get to, to see how many gri- gorillas
0: were on the screen because you're too busy <laughs> trying to see what color. Too busy. Tell them again, Taz. They did not see busy. that there were gorillas going past. Was that the thing? It always was. I think so. Gorillas are really like, how many gorillas did you see? And I was like, oh, I was just watching whatever the, the distraction exactly. was meant to be. Yeah, no, it's true. Anything that you put way too much attention on and like neglect the other areas of your life is going mm. to be. Detrimental to your well-being as an adult. That's it.
1: But then, how much caution? Uh, I think you need some elbow pads, not a full helmet. You don't need the full metal Mm. regalia.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I think it's cautious, cautious, but like caution as as to how you'd approach like anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Discernment, have your Mm. wits.
1: Yeah, have your wits about
0: you. Yeah. Maybe that will be my phrase. What's your phrase? Oh warnings what would i warn someone about i think just like the the elements of change within oneself like you're Mm. not gonna you're not gonna be the same person you're not gonna end as the person you began as Mm. the person in the season finale is not the same baby from the pilot i mean
1: really intriguing they might you
0: might be recast. obviously people change but just the character development. Even looking back, though, I don't think you should look back at previous versions of yourself with judgment or with, like, shame. So, um, yeah, allow yourself to change. Allow yourself to change and don't let anybody tell you that changing is a bad thing. What else do they have on the ingredients list? Any allergens? What are the allergens?
1: Ooh, what are the allergens? What One thing I like, I'm going to use a disclaimer that Netflix uses on Japanese movies mm. when... Um, there are very extreme emotions mm-hmm. may contain extreme emotions may contain
0: extreme emotions Ooh, caution mm-hmm. heartache mm-hmm.
1: but also extreme elation mm-hmm. extreme mm, back pain because mm-hmm. you need to carry yourself you need to carry yourself your own team mm-hmm.
0: That's headache really
1: take your probiotics mm-hmm. what else what else would you add, Taz?
0: No, I think what you said about extreme emotions is really important because I don't think that I ever expected the depths of I didn't expect my lows to be as low as they've been. Mm. You can never anticipate that. And then when that happens, you're just like, Whoa, that was really dark. And like genuinely, I'm like, that's I guess you can't even mourn anyone for that because I'm like, Yeah, sure, it's gonna be trunk, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be whatever. Yeah. But like you just sometimes the lights just it. go out. Yeah. And then you and- gotta find the switch all by yourself and,
1: and the, that's why the back is pain just, is there exactly also extreme stupidity mm-hmm. may also be should also be one of the the symptoms or the side effects
0: of being an adult
1: yeah what sometimes triggers- you, mm-hmm. you know stupid things that come with independence sometimes you will act stupid some days where you're just it feels like someone else is in control of your life you're in similar sometimes
0: it can be more than days So then, I would also warn, give warnings to like mental health. I'm gonna
1: add um, a disclaimer: some of your therapists are those Instagram infomercials. Stop Mm. that! See Mm -hmm. actual professionals. Yeah, the holistic psychologist
0: is not your psychologist. Exactly. That's tell them again,
1: Taz. It's not your. I hope everybody
0: had their ears open with that one. Yeah, like yeah, these things don't sub. They're not substitutes for actual help. And keep to keep
1: moving. That's mm-hmm. one thing you need to do. Like, you cannot wallow in this life.
0: You cannot wallow.
1: <laughs> you got to keep it stepping. And and it's unfortunate because sometimes you just want to. Sometimes you just want to sit down and be like, "This is a really shit situation." Mm. But then again, the moment you sit down and you're like, "This is shit," mm. everything that encompasses problems of mental health—that's when they all come for you. But that's what Mm -hmm. yeah that's what happens that's Mm -hmm. what happens but like again I think that speaks to like the friends that we have and like having people to pick you up along the way Mm -hmm. so you don't wallow that's Mm -hmm. the one thing we don't want you to stand still in where you are
0: or like I feel like you don't I don't know because I feel like there's a process like I know that sometimes I need to be left alone like there's Mm -hmm. a point I get to I'm like there's like right now there's nothing that anyone can do for me you need you need Mm -hmm. to leave me alone but please know and understand that I'll be back I will be back in three to five business days, mm. but if you don't give me my three to five business days, it's not gonna mm. it's not gonna be cute for me mm. you know mm. um, but I know what you mean like beyond my three to five business days, you guys like get up
1: you know kind of and it, yeah I think. Okay, that sounded wrong when it came out. And I think I'm sat down listening to myself having said that. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily like, don't give yourself space. Because of Mm -hmm. course, give yourself space, give yourself time time to heal, time to like be cognizant of like what's happening. Mm -hmm. But like, just my thing is don't stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but
1: Mm -hmm. don't stop.
0: Absolutely. Pause, Mm -hmm. but don't stop. I like that. That's a good piece of advice to round off this segment with. Um, so what are your online habits? What are you doing on the internet these days? Do you want to be found? Do you not want to be found? Um, I do not want to be found
1: on the internet, but if you can find me, I'll be very impressed. Very impressed. <laughs>
0: um
1: my I mean, my Instagram profile is is public, but there's nothing there. Like I haven't posted since 2020.
0: Yeah. But um, no, this has been it's been a great time. it been nice. Thank you for the invite. And thank you for. Being a chatty-patty with me. Always and forever. Always a
1: chatty-patty. We've been chatty-patty since we were in school. Yeah. How many times were we relocated around the classroom? That's the thing. Don't try and separate us because we will find a way to talk. One of these days, we just need to find out, like, find where all those teachers ended up and just be like, we're still, we're still, we're (laughs) We're still still together, you know. We're still a thing. (laughs) You tried. You can't separate us. Mm -hmm. What the Lord has set together no man shall set a
0: Saunders. that's so funny i'm pretty sure we could talk about everything for even longer so
1: oh 100 percent. i yeah. mean we're chatty patties we, are patties we always talk
0: the artwork for the show was produced by Ma, and the music was produced by kid equip if you enjoyed this episode leave a rating or a review or share it with a friend and i'll catch you in the next one